It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I... Oh, yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org slash app. You are Locked On Rams, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Travis Rogers here, Locked On Rams. We are closing in on the opening of the NFL season. Of course, the Rams and the 49ers in the second of two games on Monday Night Football just a few days from right now. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Travis Rogers. You can find me on ESPN LA 710 in Los Angeles as well and on the ESPN LA app so you can find all of your Travis related needs there which I'm sure of which there are many all right so let, let's jump right into it here's what we're going to do today we're going to kind of talk about something that that is interesting that, that I was thinking about earlier today with regards to the Lakers of all things that made me think about the Rams and that is the void that has been created by Kobe Bryant retiring from the LA Lakers and the opportunity that really not not just the Rams but all of the teams in LA have now that Kobe is down the road. So we will talk about that quite a bit. I kind of want to go through the schedule and do a little one-loss prediction of what is coming up, both optimistic and perhaps pessimistic looks at what might be coming up. And uh, unfortunately, pessimism seems to be in the air of late with the Lakers, or I should say with the Rams, and how they finished their preseason, and Jared Goff in particular. The Rams, along with the other 31 NFL teams, also introduced some new emojis. The Rams among them. And L.A. with a couple of ram horns locked around the L.A., which does not look like a ram. Um, And then the tag mod squad, or excuse me, mob squad as well. So we will talk about that. Don't forget, if you are getting ready for your fantasy football season, you need a little advice, you need to hear about what's going on, Vinny Iyer, Locked on Fantasy, is a good way to do that. And all things NFL, Matt Williamson, Locked on NFL. And as speaking of the Lakers, how about a little Locked on Lakers with Anthony and Harrison as well. So, all right, that's what is coming up. i got a tailgate item for you as well that we will talk about at the end of the show. Let's, let's kind of jump into this idea of an opportunity for somebody to become the face of L.A. sports. And and this kind of goes together with what Todd Gurley was saying. And Todd Gurley was saying that he does not want to carry the ball 30 times a game, that this isn't the 1980s anymore. And he's right. If you're going to be a successful team in the NFL, you're going to have to find a way to pass the ball. You're going to have to find a way to pass the ball more often than you run the ball. And the Rams simply don't do that. As good as Todd Gurley is, the Rams had the least amount of offense from scrimmage last year. And unless Case Keenum can be a lot better than I think a lot of people are expecting him to be, that might be the case again. But let's just let's play this out for a second. Let's say that Todd Gurley gets 30 touches, maybe not 30 carries, but let's say he gets 30 touches a game. He's going to make some plays. He is going to be all over that field. He's going to give you some highlight plays. He's going to give you some tough plays. He's going to give you some touchdown plays. He's going to become the guy, I think, that most people in this town are very, very excited to see week in and week out. He, he and Aaron Donald are the two guys on this team that are legitimate NFL stars, which brings up an interesting question. There's a vacuum 
of power here in Los Angeles. There's a vacuum of power in the sense that who is the face of Los Angeles when it comes to sports? For a long time, this has been a very easy question to answer, right? It was Kobe. And maybe a little bit before Kobe, it was Shaq for a period of time. And we've had eras of Magic Johnson. We've had eras of Fernando Valenzuela and Mike Piazza. And a number of guys have come through. Sandy Koufax, if you want to go back a a, a ways away. You go back to guys, Oral Hershiser, Kirk Gibson for periods of time. Kind of had the city in the palm of their hand. And you look around right now, and I don't know if there's anybody that fits that bill. Because, first of all, you have to take – you have to think about – the teams that matter. And with all due respect, the Clippers don't matter. The The Clippers are... The Clippers have been better than the Lakers for what now? Five or six years? And they are still so far in the rearview mirror when it comes to relevancy. Or the Clippers are a lot better. The Clippers have Chris Paul, arguably the best player, or the best point guard in the league. They have Blake Griffin, one of the best power forwards. They have DeAndre Jordan, one of the most popular players, and an athletic freak. But you cannot, with any sort of straight face, tell me that Chris Paul or Blake Griffin is the face of L.A. sports. All right, so the Clippers are off the grid, which leaves you three teams, really. Hockey, there are hockey, poppy, popular hockey players here in town, but it's, it's not really a hockey town first and foremost. So short of Wayne Gretzky, it's never going to be a hockey player, which leaves the Dodgers, which leaves the Lakers, and, of course, which leaves the Los Angeles Rams. The Dodgers have Clayton Kershaw, and Kershaw might be the one that you think of as the answer right away, but the fact of the matter is Kershaw's a pitcher. Kershaw plays once every five days, and despite how brilliant he actually is, it's hard to get on board with him when he doesn't play every night. Okay, The Angels have Mike Trout, who's probably the best player in all of baseball, but he plays on one of the worst teams. He's incredibly vanilla, very uninteresting, so it's not Mike Trout. Corey Seager is in an interesting position. Corey Seager's a guy that might win an MVP this year. He's young. He's got the right look. He plays the right position. All of these things are things that would lead you to believe that Corey Seager might be that guy. Here's the problem, though. Nobody can see the Dodgers here in L.A. They're not on television. They're not on television for the vast majority of people that live here in the city. So it's not going to be Corey Seager, which leaves the Lakers and the Rams. The Lakers, needless to say, are in a transitional period. The Lakers have not had a star player other than Kobe for a while. Powell, maybe. Lamar, maybe. But Kobe has been such a bright star that nobody with the Lakers has really been allowed to shine. Now you've got Brandon Ingram. Now you've got D'Angelo Russell. Maybe you can want to throw Julius Randle and Jordan Clarkson in there. And, and, and that's all well and good. The fact of the matter is, none of those guys are going to be the face of sports in L.A. The team isn't any good. The team is, and neither none of those guys are really going to be guys that are going to give you those flash plays. They're going to give you those moments to go, holy, you know what, right? Which leaves the Rams, which leaves Todd Gurley, which leaves Aaron Donald. And it's going to take a little bit of time for people to kind of get back on board with the Rams, to kind of think about what it is they mean to this city. But I'm telling you, there is the, the timing of this could not be any better. The timing of this, I mean, think Kobe is gone. The Dodgers aren't on TV. The Angels are terrible. The Clippers don't matter. This leaves the Rams. The Lakers have guys that, that aren't any good and won't be for a period of time. The opportunities in front of Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald are immense. They are absolutely immense. And if they can get off to a good start, quite frankly, it didn't even have to be a good start. If they can get off to a start like you would think that they're going to get off to, this city is waiting for them. 
It's waiting for them. We haven't had a football star in this town since, what, Eric Dickerson? Bo Jackson, maybe? Marcus Allen? It's been years. The NFL is so much bigger than it was back then. This is a huge, huge opportunity. So I know that Todd Gurley doesn't want to get used up. I know that he doesn't want to carry the ball 30 times a game. I know that this isn't the 80s anymore. But it's an opportunity for somebody somewhere to kind of jump into this thing and seize the seize the collective interest of this city, which hasn't been done since Kobe Bryant many years ago. I know Kobe just retired, but Kobe hasn't been Kobe for a while. If I'm Aaron Donald, if I'm Todd Gurley, I and obviously you're trying to win and all that stuff, obviously, right? But the opportunity to go in there and grab this city and be the toast of this town. Look, being famous here matters. Look, if you're famous in San Antonio or Oklahoma City, I'm sure that's great. Famous in L.A. is a different kind of famous. And those two guys are on the cusp of finding out what that different kind of famous can actually feel like. All right, a good time to remind you that if you'd like to be a sponsor of this program, it is very easy to do. Why don't you just reach out to me? You can do it on Twitter, at Travis Rogers. And you're going to get in front of the right sort of people. Think about it. You're getting in front of young men, technologically savvy guys, guys that have incomes, guys that have the opportunity to make decisions with that income. You're looking for 18 to 34-year-old guys. You are looking for those guys in your business. Then you need to come to this podcast and we can work something out that's going to work for both of us. So reach out to me at Travis Rogers. And don't forget, you can find me on ESPNLA.com as well. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Don't forget as well that you're going to want to sign up and subscribe to this podcast. And honestly, if you are enjoying this, if you if you look forward to this thing coming out every day, it's going to make it a lot easier for you. It's going to get delivered right to you. Tell people. Tell people about it. Tell your Rams buddies. Tell your NFL buddies. And there are all the other teams as well. Locked on all 32 NFL teams, all 30 NBA teams as well. So make sure that you put that in there as well. All right, let's take a look at the win-loss predictions. And Look, the Rams open on Monday night against San Francisco, and it's probably one of the few games where the Rams going into it feel like you have an opportunity, or, or not even an opportunity, but an expectation where you probably win that game. I'm going to give a Ram, the Rams a win in the opener, despite the fact that they have played very good against Seattle historically. Last season, beating them both times, I think that they probably come back to earth a little bit in Week 2. They lose to Seattle barring something really weird happening, and that is they just all of a sudden find a little mojo and come back. I think they go on the road. I think they win at Tampa. I think they turn around. They lose at Arizona. So at the halfway point, they are 2-2. Two and two. And this is where it gets interesting. The Buffalo game at home, October 9, week 5. I think you probably like them in that game. Now you're 3-2. and two. you got to go at Detroit. I think that's a tough place to play. I think that's a loss. I think you got to go all the way to London in Week 7 to play the Giants. That is considered a home game. I think that's a loss as well. You come back, you play Carolina after the bye week in Week 8, and I think that probably doesn't go your way either. I think Carolina's the best team in the NFC. So after eight games, you're looking at 3-5, and and I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhere in that point you find Jared Goff back in that lineup because after that, 
It's at New York, tough defense. I think that's probably a loss. Against Miami at home, I think the Rams probably win that game. At New Orleans, I think New Orleans is terrible. I think the Rams go on the road and win that one. At New England, I don't think anybody's picking them to win that one. The Atlanta game at home back in week 14. We're in December at this point. I think they probably win that game. At Seattle is a loss versus San Francisco at home. I think it's probably a win. And then Arizona is a loss there as well. So you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins again, which is about where the Rams have been for a very long time, which is why I think that the second they get off to that slow start, assuming that I'm right, and once you get to that week nine game and you've lost that game and now all of a sudden you're three and five, that's when you're going to see Jared Goff. I think that's the point when all of a sudden they say, all right, look, this isn't really going the way that we need this to go. I think that's when you're going to see Jared Goff. Look, if some things happen, if they get off to a good start, then all bets are off. But I just, it just doesn't feel like this is a team that's going to be able to string together win after win after win. It's real hard to win, and it's real hard to win when you can't score points consistently. And like we've talked about with the wide receivers, like we've talked about with the quarterbacks, that's where this team is going to struggle. Defensively, I think they're going to be very good. I think the offensive line will be serviceable. I don't know about the quarterbacks, and I do know about the wide receiver options, and they're just not there right now. So I think that is what you're looking at. I think you're looking at somewhere around a 6-7-8 win season again. And the scary part is, is now you don't have the picks to go out there and try and fill some of these holes. This is why the Jared Goff thing has to work sooner than later. All right, lastly, let's talk a little bit about the new Rams emoji. It is an L.A., a block L.A. with a couple of Ram horns wrapped around the L.A. (laughs) Um, Look, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not really the sort of guy that's going to be able to... uh, tell you what you should do i just know that when i see that like i i like a couple of emojis i I don't mind sending an emoji to a friend now and again i like the little fist pound i like the thumbs up maybe some other things depending on the mood that you're going to send to some people i i I don't mind an emoji here or there i'm not sending that rams emoji that thing's terrible (laughs) and i don't know if there's a good like if you're the chargers and you got the lightning bolt or whatever okay fine if you're the cowboys and you got the star all right that rams thing is is going to take a little bit of work and they're, they're using it in conjunction with a hashtag mob squad. Nicknames, first of all, nicknames need to be organic. There's, there's a, there are some rules in the world. The, and one of the rules is, is you can't give yourself a nickname. You can't force it. You can't make it happen, which is why I've always thought with Kobe, the black mamba, that's incredibly stupid. It's stupid because he called himself that. Nobody else said, you know, that dude's like a black mamba. No, Kobe sat in his room late at night and came up with it. It's just, it doesn't work, which is why Mob Squad doesn't work, because it's the creation of marketing. And, and that's fine sometimes, but not for nicknames. Nicknames need to be organic. They need to come from places, and if they're not, they at least need to sound like they mean something. For instance, the Rams had one of the, two, two, quite frankly, two of the great nicknames in sports when it comes to a collective unit. They had the Fearsome Foursome in L.A., with Merlin, Merlin Olson, Deacon Jones, Lamar Lundy, and um, Rosie Greer. And then, of course, you had the greatest show on turf with Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce, D- Kurt Warner, we, we, Oz Hakeem, all, all of them, right? We, we all know Tory Holt. We know who those guys are. Greatest show on turf, great name. Fearsome Foursome, great name. You can't have a nickname when you're 6 and 10. You can't have a nickname when you're 7 and 9 or 8 and 8. Nicknames come when you're really good and in the playoffs and it just kind of 
comes along. If it is something that you're giving yourself, it's just really not going to work at all. It's just, it's just not. You just, you're just going to have to take my word for it and let these things happen naturally. We'll find one for Aaron Donald. We'll find one for Todd Gurley. It's got to come about organically because if we're forcing this thing, we're all going to look pretty silly, right? Mob squad, come on with that. Knock it off. <laughs> well, how about this? Why don't you submit me some questions or some ideas on Twitter, and maybe we can come up with something a little bit better. And speaking of which, don't be shy. If you want to hear something on this podcast, if you want to hear somebody on this podcast or some topics that uh, you think that maybe I'm missing, by all means, send me along at Travis Rogers as well. Very quickly, your tailgate item of the week. This is a good one, and this is something that you can put on early in your tailgating day and leave it on the grill all day long, and it really never, ever is anything other than awesome. Get yourself another one of those aluminum chafing dishes. You're going to go through a lot of these. They're great because they are durable, and they're even better because you can just throw them away at the end of the day. Fill it with a couple of cans of beer out of your cooler, whatever. It doesn't really matter. And put it on the grill and get it hot. Put a bunch of sliced apples in there. Just get a cutting board and knife. We've talked about this before. Slice your apples. Not super thin. Like Make sure that there's a little bit of heft on those things so when you put them in there, they don't dissolve. Chop up an onion. Slice your onion thinly and put it in that beer and let it cook and throw your brats or your Polish or your hot dogs in that water and let them cook in the beer, right? They're going to cook. They're just like if you were cooking on a stove top in a, in a pot of water, you're using that cover it with some aluminum foil so keep all the steam. Those onions are going to get soft. Those apples are going to get soft. And when it's time to eat, you put the dog or the broad or the Polish right on the grill. It's going to crisp up. It's going to snap open. And then you get that incredible cooked-through wonderfulness. And then you scoop a couple of the apples out of there. You scoop a couple of the onions on top of there put it on top of your dog your mustard whatever else you got on there trust me you are a popular guy at your tailgate like i said there are a couple of things i know and i know how to do that i know how to tailgate as well and i know how to talk about the nfl locked on rams we're getting closer to the beginning of the season can't get here fast enough we'll see you tomorrow is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.